and welcome to another episode of Alexis Says. I am your host, Alexis Miguez, and joining me this week is Carlos Briseño. Oh, sorry, what's it going? <laughs> I'm eating some. <laughs> You're, were you eating food, bro? I'm eating some sour Skittles, and that one just, you know, that one oh, extra sour. I felt it on the back of my throat, and my all yeah. my, my 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 lungs just came up. Um, it just makes you question your life decisions. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, hi. How's it going, everyone? <laughs> Oh, that that's a great intro, man. That's good. You know, like I haven't been at this is my the first show I will, we've done in what three weeks or so because you know, as everybody knows, it's been completely crazy as shit out there. So this is definitely like a good way to bring it back. Completely discombobulated <laughs> and losing all sense of rhythm, but I love it. It's almost like it's been an it. election year. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh man, it's been it's been hectic. It's been crazy. You know, like last week was probably like the longest week of many people's lives. You know, I would say. You know, uh, but it's over. It's over. You know, despite what anybody says, it's freaking over. The Agent Orange has lost. He will no longer be our president. He will go ahead and fuck right off. So I, I am very happy to, to say that out loud. So, <laughs> so uh, anyways, yeah. So, yeah, things have been, you know, hectic. Uh, you know, the election. And then, you know, my son, he started teething now. So it's just been like a whole lot of shit going on. But, you know, I finally got some time to do another show. Uh, last one we did was we talked about the Star Wars prequels. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep that series going. We're gonna do an episode on the original trilogy, and we're gonna do another one on the modern trilogy, which will be done in the future. But those are definitely coming. But today, uh, Carlos and I we're gonna talk about games. So for today's episode, I say next gen is here. So it's begun today. The Xbox Series X and the Xbox Series S, which is Jesus Christ, get the naming right. You know, it's like I don't understand why they name these consoles this way. Which ones are those? Oh, yeah, it's ridiculous. Whatever. What, what? So the new generation Xbox consoles were released today. So you have the Series S, which is meant to be like the, I guess, like the starter package. You know, like it's a lot cheaper. It's three hundred bucks, uh, but you know, you're, you're getting half the console. I guess I would say it's you meant know, to be. It's meant to be for people that don't like uh, really care about four K gaming because it essentially mm -hmm. like it obviously still plays the same games, but it has. Uh, a focus on more like 1440p or 1080p gaming at but with higher frame rates which a lot of to be quite honest a lot of people care for i if you were to ask me most of the time would i prefer a game in 4k running at 30 frames or a game at 1440p running at 60 or maybe even 120 frames i would i would easily pick the lower resolution and pick at a higher frame rate just because most games just you know they just the average person will notice when the frame rate is different than I think when a resolution is different. So Absolutely. yeah, like I feel like I would do the same thing. Like, um, like you and I, we spoke about this previously when I was playing uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Before you even start the game, the game asks you like, what kind of mode do you want to play? Do you want performance mode or do you want like resolution mode? And I was like, performance. Like, yeah. I don't want my frame rate to drop. I want my, the game to run smooth at all times. You know, because like you can overlook a graphical hiccup here and there. At the end of the day, it's still a video game. You know, it doesn't have to look photorealistic. It just has to run smooth. Right. So, yeah, you know, so yeah, so the series S, like you said, you know, it, it provides that sort of gaming. It's got a much easier price point to swallow at 300 bucks. Uh, and then, of course, if you want everything, all the bells and whistles and, all, and double the size of the console, then you go for the Series X, which is 500 bucks. And that's, you know, the, the creme de la creme. It's supposed to be, you know, they tout it as being uh, more powerful than some modern, you know, gaming PCs. Obviously, you know, they're not saying that they're better than the, the new GeForce RDX, whatever number they're at right now. That's like $1,200. But if you want to get as powerful as you can get of a console, then you want to get the Xbox Series X. Or so they claim. Obviously, we're, we're not going to know anything until 
you know, um, you know, have, now that it's out, I was going like, to say, now, now I, you really know. I was going to say until they actually have a game that's worth playing on it. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Yeah. So the Xbox came out today. The PS5 is coming out in two days from now, which is a Thursday. So Carlos was actually lucky enough to uh, snag one, son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> I am still, um, I'm, I'm one of the hopefuls to get one on launch day. Well, hopefully just buy one. I don't, I really doubt I'm getting a physical one on launch day, but I want to at least have one ordered and hopefully it'll be, be coming in the coming weeks, I, I would hope. I think, uh, I mean, if you manage to get one through any of the retailers, especially online, I don't think you have to wait weeks. I think, uh, you know, I, I don't know about it coming out necessarily on Friday for you or you really or receiving it on Friday. But I think there's a definitely a second wave uh, that a lot of retailers are holding off on just so that they have they have inventory leading up to, you know, Black Friday like and holiday. stock and things like that. Right. Yeah. Like um, so today, well, you know, for shits and giggles, like I try to get not get, but like I, I try to do the process with an Xbox Series X, you know, get it in the car, check out and all that stuff. And um, the first time I tried, it was sold out. Uh, I went through Walmart. Um, they're doing it in waves, right? It's between like 12, 3, 6, and 9, I believe. So at noon, no go. Like the minute I opened the app, it was already sold out. So I was like, forget it. <laughs> um, or 3 o'clock, I tried again. And I actually got an Xbox Series X on my cart. You know, I could have bought it if I wanted to, but I, I didn't want the console, so I didn't do it. But Walmart claimed that it would be two-day shipping. So, you know, which if, if that's true, you know, then, yeah, obviously, like, that's a big get, you know? I, but I, think, I think, uh, well, one, the availability of the Xbox is, uh, um, uh, what's the word? I guess much easier to get than the PlayStation just because, um, if I'm not mistaken, is the is the console built in the U.S.? Uh, you know what? I honestly don't know. Uh, the Xbox console, I would have want to assume that they're building it here. Uh, I mean, the only reason I asked that is because it's just less of a hurdle for them to kind of go through with the whole, like having it manufactured in, let's say in China or Japan. I mean, I highly yeah, doubt. And then Japan, have, having to ship it here, you know, right. in COVID time. So, right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it's, it's interesting to see that, you know, how available it is. I think it also has to do with the fact that unfortunately for them, it's just, they just, the, the big selling point if we talked we've talked about this numerous time numerous times is uh is having game pass or at least you know hooking you into game pass and that's kind of like the big selling point that the system has at least from the get-go because you know uh, I can't even what's a launch title for them that's exclusive I can't even name you one uh oh man <laughs> yeah on the top of my head like it, it's harder really it was supposed to be halo think and... of one. halo was the one you know they put all their eggs in that basket and it's um it's you know they got egg on their face essentially you know yeah um yeah and like the, the you know the game is, itself seems to be in a little bit of trouble you know they brought in one of the uh original leads from the original halo um and then another project lead quit uh a few weeks ago so like i don't know what's going on you know with that game but you know I'm sure when it, when it comes out, it'll it'll turn out fine. But I don't know. Like it doesn't seem to be like a good look for your flagship franchise to have so much trouble coming out of the gate. Yeah, I'm worried especially, about that. You know, especially seeing how long in development the game has been in. Because like, how long have they been making Halo Infinite? Maybe five, six years. It's probably like within the. It's probably within the same year that Halo Five Guardians was being released. They've already mm -hmm. started working on Infinite. So mm -hmm. yeah probably five yeah, or six yeah they years. probably had all that planned out so you know yeah. get to see all, all this happening it's a little a little discouraging but you know we'll have we'll have to wait and see you know what happens there so i'm worried about uh i'm sure we we talked about this last time at least on when we spoke about the xbox showcase 
Um, I'm worried about that game kind of turning into uh, games with service type mm -hmm. of Halo, where yeah. uh, it seems like just based on the title, the idea of like Halo Infinite, so what, it's going to go on forever. So the only, re the only real games that kind of follow that structure are these paid, you know, Paid with paid of paid with service, right? Or you know these service style games, um, and I'm worried that Halo. I don't necessarily want it to turn into that kind of a, a type of franchise or type of game, just because like Halos have always been known for being strictly, you know, what you what you pay for is like what you get. Yes, they add more mm -hmm. stuff in the future, but you yeah. know you you still get a full package for the money that you pay for, mm -hmm. um, and for it to turn you know into a, a games with service. Uh, I don't know. I, I th that would make me turn off the from the game even more than I mm -hmm. than I already was from the get go. So yeah, and you know, honestly, with you know the recent news of uh, the Avengers game that you know Square Enix lost uh, sixty million dollars on that game. Surprise! And <laughs> no, yeah, right. It, you know, a shocker. You know, like it, it was it was a game that you know, like oh, and I, I said it before when that game was first announced, I saw it and I was like, that game doesn't look like it's going to be good. You know, just from the way the character design from, you know, just from just from the foundation of that game, you could tell something was off, that something wasn't going to work with that game. And then when they started, you know, telling you more details and they said, oh, there's going to be a game as a service. For me, game as a service, when you hear that, it just means you're going to get an incomplete game. You're not going to, you know, you're not going to get the full potential of this game from the get go. We're going to give you what we can give you right now. And then we're just going to add some things. And then over time, the game should hopefully be better. But fact is, like, it's not. You know that doesn't work all the time. You know, look at okay, look at No Man's Sky. H how long did it take for that game to actually get good after it came out? About a year, year and a half. You they know, made a, they then, made a they made a second version of the game essentially. Yeah, multiple versions of the game. You know, like yeah. they, they keep adding more things. Um, Destiny Two, right? When Destiny Two came out, it did very well, sold very well. But then you know, um, the end game content was very like lackluster. People weren't really happy with it. Um, eventually, they went free to play. And they're basically now a game as a service. But this is a game that came out, what, four years ago, I want to say? Destiny 2 came out, like, a while ago. Yeah. And then you have Avengers coming out. And then, you know, it's just like it feels that people's taste for those kinds of games has gone sour. Especially with, you know, look at Anthem. Anthem did the same thing. Anthem came out, game as a service. Came out completely, like, just riddled with bugs. You know, just not good. Janky as hell to the point where EA has basically swept it under the rug. They recently came out saying that, that you know they're trying to come out with like a revamp version, but it's a much smaller team that's working on that revamp. So it's just like, are they going to pull it off? And probably not. You know that game's probably just going to go to the wayside and just be that. So you know, like for for Microsoft to bet on a game as a service for Halo, I think is a very bad idea, and I think maybe they're realizing that, and that's why they've needed more time to develop the game because maybe they want to add all the content they were planning on adding, you know, as a game as a service and just have it complete when they launch it. I think, uh, a lot of these decisions, um, where these games come down to becoming games with service, uh, it almost seems like a majority of the time it falls upon higher ups that are kind of controlling the game from above. If you know what I mean? Um, you get like, I don't know what it, it just seems like a game like, uh, like Anthem, maybe it was one of these things where Bioware approached, or not approached, I mean, they, they're basically owned by EA, right? So they, you know, they told EA, like, hey, you know, we're working on this title. And then it just seemed, I don't know, it just, it seems like to me that EA might have been like, okay, well, is there any way that you can elongate the amount of, you know, revenue stream that we can get from this kind of game? 
And then now a lot of these games are uh, turning into these games with service because technically on a, on a lucrative level, if they do really well, they make, you know, they make pretty good money that way. Um, mm-hmm. And then you have something, you know, the only real one that I've seen, uh, at least on a console, uh, that seems to be, uh, it was like a games with service from the get-go, uh, was probably Destiny. Um, I think Bungie went into it thinking that like, okay, we're going to, you know, we want to make this game that has a very long, you know, shelf life and um, a lot of replay value to it. And almost, you know, this idea of like having raids and stuff. And um, and the idea was, you know, making it uh, a games with service, almost as if it was like a World of Warcraft, but for console, right? Um, mm. Obviously, they're completely different games, but the idea is relatively the same where they keep releasing like expansion packs over the years and they run it runs off the same engine. And it's it's easy for people to like, you know, pick up and play again without having to buy a whole new console and all that jazz. Um, but then you go to games like, I don't know, maybe Marvel's Avengers was one of these things where Square Enix was uh, initially thinking about making just a Marvel Avengers game without making it uh, games with service. And then they realized, um, I'm not sure if they had to buy the licensing from Marvel to, to make it, um, because if they did, then they, they, they maybe they realized that man buying a license from marvel to make a game like this was really expensive the only real way we'll make our money back is if we make it an elongated games with service style game and maybe maybe that's what it is so it just it seems to me that a lot of these games that turn out to be games with service a lot of them really you know majority of them don't do very well um you have your highlights like destiny and you have your highlight like even like um i guess fortnite is a good example and so is apex legends for a while now it's kind of like fluttering a little bit yeah but but the the thing is with those games but they're free from the get-go so that's different you you know because with these games you know there's a high price point yeah exactly destiny not anymore obviously because that went free to play but you know when it first came out you know and that's the problem with avengers avengers you have to well not now because on sale because it's not making any money yeah Uh, but you know you have to pay 64 dollars for a game that was incomplete yeah and it was a big turnoff for people yeah it's it, it just it seems like it's a it's a it's a business strategy that's coming from the higher ups to basically, uh, basically try to elongate as much revenue that they can make from these games over a longer period of time than the normal shelf life for a game. That's strictly just a single player or take, take for example, a game like the last of us two is, you know, I'm sure Sony and Naughty Dog will uh, knew from the get-go that the majority of the money that they're going to make are probably within the first two months of the game being released. And then mm-hmm. anything down the line is when the game's on sale and people buy it, you know, eventually or whatever. But um, it's not one of these elongated business strategies of making money over an extended period of time. These games with service are obviously that where it's they they're trying to, you know, make it seem like. Um, they're giving uh, a ton of value to the consumer, but at the same time, they're obviously trying to make as much money as they can over a longer period of time. Yeah, but like I think what we're going to see a lot in the next generation are these kinds of games be free to play from the get go, because now that we're seeing that the the price to buy a new game is going up ten bucks right now, it's seventy bucks to get a brand new game. No mm-hmm. one's going to want to get a game as a service game, pay seventy bucks for a game that you know will not be complete when you buy it. So, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see what happens there. Uh, but anyways, yeah, you know, so, you know, we're, we're talking a lot of like next gen gaming, but you and I are still currently in the current gen uh, still, you know, we still got our, our PS4. So, you know, and obviously, you know, we're still gaming that hasn't ended. You know, there are still games coming out that are coming out for both consoles, obviously. Uh, so let's talk about a little bit what, what we're playing right now. So me, uh, I actually just got Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which uh, I think you did as well. Yes. If I'm not mistaken. Yes. Uh, ha- have you started playing it yet? 
No, because just no. because like <laughs> it's just like I I know uh, what's exp- what I'm expecting or what's what's on the horizon in terms mm-hmm. of uh, how much different the game will feel and play once it, I play it on a newer console. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of these games that I've uh, that I've purchased that I know will have a sort of next gen upgrade or just an, a free next gen you know version of it. Um, I've kind of like um, stayed away from a little bit just because like I uh, I want to uh, just enjoy it from the get go on a new system. Um, but yeah, I, I have I bought Valhalla, but I have yet to start it. Obviously, because I'm waiting for my PS5 to come in. Yeah, yeah so you can upgrade it, you bastard. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I played it. I started playing it last night. I played a little bit this morning, and I played about an hour um, early, earlier today. And it's great, you know. Like it's you know, it's Assassin's Creed. It's more of the same. Um, but obviously, you know, you're coming off of Odyssey, which you know, for me personally, I feel that's the best game they've ever made in the entire series. And Valhalla just you know picks up where that game left off, and then now you're in, in Viking folklore, which uh, you know I, I love anything with Vikings in it. And you know, just the combat's fun. You know, fighting guys with two axes is just freaking great. And um, it actually has a uh, dismemberment mechanic, which um, I don't believe they've had before. So you know, you're chopping off heads and limbs and things like that. So it, it's definitely uh, a lot more visceral than the the past games, even though the, you know they're, they've always been bloody games. But this one feels like a little bit. Um, rougher around the edges when it comes to the combat but uh so far i'm really enjoying it and yeah like we said you know like um eventually hopefully i'll, I'll get my next gen console because it comes with a free transfer to ps5 you know your series transfer over it and all that stuff um which used to be the case for the majority of games that are you know coming out uh for the holiday season because obviously there are folks who like me aren't getting the consoles on launch day might be a little bit longer so for them knowing that if they buy their game for their ps4 or for their xbox that it'll be waiting for them on their PS5 or their Series X is, you know, is a really good thing, I feel. Yeah, for sure. It's it's one of these things where it's a nice feeling to have uh, to be able to purchase something and know that either it will it will work on the new system, whether they give you an, an upgraded version or not, because, you know, there was always that, that question mark of, you know, will these consoles support games from the previous generation not so much with microsoft microsoft's been always really good with backwards compatibility yeah uh, but more on the on sony side just because the you know the ps4 was you basically could only play ps4 games right you couldn't could mm-hmm. you play you couldn't play ps3 games right i, I don't know um, why uh, unless they were available digitally uh, i don't remember them ever being backwards compatible with a disc i don't know right. ever being the case right so it's nice that now there's the i guess that weight off of people's shoulders with uh the worry of if they have a game that's you know, they purchase a PS4 game that's coming out within, you know, this week or the previous week for uh, this current generation that it will work on the next generation. And it's even better if you're getting a free upgrade to mm-hmm. uh, the next generation's version of it where it's, you know, you get improved frame rate, improved graphics, improved loading time. So that's definitely a nice thing because you think back on when this console generation started, this this previous one, uh, what was it? Seven years ago, eight years ago, whatever. Seven it is. years ago, yeah, no, seven years yeah. ago. All those it, games that longer. All those games that came out at launch that had PS3 versions. You know, they didn't give you a PS4 version of the game. You had to buy it. Yep. You know, I remember Battlefield Four. It was there was a PS3 version and a PS4 version, and I remember buying both, which was, <laughs> it's it's it just it sucked. But like now, it's great that. You, you would think that if anything, if there was any uh, any era where they wouldn't do it, it'd be now just because these companies are so focused on making as much money as they can because games are just getting more expensive. Mm-hmm. But um, it's great that you can buy 
you know, Spider-Man Miles Morales on PS4 and you're going to get the PS5 version absolutely free and completely, you know, and it's a PS5 version. It's not the PS4 mm-hmm. version can play on the PS5. Yeah, yeah like Uprise, yeah. And, and yeah. like your saves will transfer over in the whole shebang. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I, it's definitely, it's, it's a great feeling. I mean, because from the last generation, not being able to do that and having to spend 120 bucks you know, within a matter of like, like three weeks, you know, Mm -hmm. that's terrible. Yeah. And, you know, and because of that, you know, like you can definitely say this is the greatest launch lineup in, you know, of any console history because of of the fact that the plethora you're going to have of times that you can play on your next gen console, you know, like the, the fact that we're going to have cyberpunk, even though again, they keep delaying it, but apparently today they reaffirmed their December 10th release date. They said, no, it's, it's done. It's for sure coming on December 10th. It's December tenth. It's December tenth, twenty seventy seven, right? That's when it's that, releasing. That, yeah, essentially, that, that's what it feels like. You know, yeah. it's like, all right, man. Look, I'll believe it's out when I'm actually playing it on my fucking console. Okay, that's when I'll believe I'm playing Cyberpunk. But you know, if it does come out in December, you know, you're gonna have all these big time, all these huge, big budget games ready to go within a month of a new console launching, which really wasn't the case. You know, like when, when the PS4 came out, the launch lineup wasn't really the greatest. You know, you had Another Killzone game, which was terrible. Uh, I think Killzone Shadowfall, I think, was, was the one. No, it was boring. It, it was just, you know, very not memorable at all. I liked uh, it. I liked it, but yeah. that, that's, uh, it's, it's, it wasn't, it's definitely not a highlight. I mean, when you think yeah. back on the launch, it's like, okay, this yeah, was it, like, it was very stale. You know, like what well, you had Rezo Gun that you got for free, which was like, whatever. Um, you know, Battlefield 4 was excellent, but it wasn't a, a true launch game because like it came out in the back half of the PS3. Um, and then Knack. what else? What, uh, Mac knack. Remember? Oh, Knack. knack. Oh, knack. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. no, no, thank you. Uh, what else? Call of duty ghosts, which, you know, it's just another call of duty entry. It wasn't really anything. It's one of know? the most forgettable ones. I have a, yeah. that, that franchise, like that whole storyline is dead, right? They tried doing a whole different storyline with that. And that they haven't even gone back to call of duty ghosts. I think it yeah, was, I don't remember yeah. much of it. Like I know it's like two brothers or something like that, you know, but I don't remember yeah. much of it. You know, like at least, you know, the, the Call of Duty for this year, Cold War, looks amazing. Mm-hmm. That's one that they built specifically for next generation consoles. Uh, so, you know, so definitely the launch line we have. And then with PS, uh, PS5 now, uh, we know that we're going to be getting uh, Gran Turismo, is it seven, six or seven? Yeah, they're at they're at some they're at they're at a number that's more than than five. Yeah, so it's up there. I think- so. Yeah, so Sony recently released a commercial where they showed Ratchet and Clank, they showed Gran Turismo, they showed Horizon Forbidden West, and they confirmed that Ratchet and Clank and Gran Turismo will be coming out in the first half of 2021, and then we'll be get and then uh, we'll be getting Horizon um, Forbidden West in the back half of 2021. So you've already got three big exclusive games coming out for the PS5. That, you know, so they're already basically you know throwing haymakers out. You know, maybe maybe two haymakers. You know, because uh, Resident Clank is a great series, but it's not like a you know, it's not a system seller. I would say, but people will buy a PS5 to play Forbidden West, and you know, the, you're gonna have the the niche group that is gonna buy a PS5 for Gran Turismo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, and again, you know, your Sony's are continuing their consistency with their exclusive games. You know, because like you and I just said, like hey, you know, other than Halo next year, what do they have exclusive? That you're really, really like, like salivating over, you know. And so Sony's like, "Here's what we got," you know. So we're we're just here chilling. You're your move. That's Sony's bread and butter is the whole PS5 studios, you know, thing. That's what they kind of like. They hold out in 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 praise and like this is you know, this is like 
basically the PS5 Studios is like their uh, their big dick move and basically <laughs> and being you know this is what we have this is why you want to get a PlayStation because you get all these amazing games from all these amazing developers that only develop for us and um, Microsoft on the other hand is that's great but what we have is this uh, service that you pay for per month that is super affordable and you gain access mm-hmm. to this giant library of our games along with third-party titles that you get immediately. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. th- the big selling point that Microsoft has even more now is um, the fact that how more how robust Game Pass is now more than ever with the acquisition mm-hmm. of Bethesda and yeah. then getting a bunch of EA games right off the bat for, mm-hmm. you know, e- basically you don't need to have... Um, What's that EA service called again? You remember what uh, that's EA, called? EA Play, I believe. Yeah, that one. Um, I believe now that's basically included with Game Pass. It's in Game Pass now, yeah. I'm not sure it was extra. I think it is inclu- included, like you said. Yeah. And then um, they also announced, uh, I think today or yesterday, that um, you get access to Disney Plus, or at least like a, a trial of right. Disney Plus. So right. they're throwing basically everything into Game Pass, which we've said before. They're not selling you the consoles. They're not selling you a Series X or a Series S. They're selling you Game Pass. They want you to get the service because, you know, that's where they're going to make all their money because they have people all, you know, people buying a $300 console and then they're putting down for a year of Game Pass. You know, that's already consistent that they got coming in now. And yeah, getting Bethesda was huge for for them. Um, Personally, I didn't like it um, because, uh, you know, just the fact that Bethesda is such a huge studio now, knowing that they're only going to be coming out in Microsoft, I felt was a little lame. Uh, even though, you know, personally, uh, my, my, you know, my relationship with Bethesda has been like, I would say Rocky because like I only like two games that they've ever made, which is the doom and, uh, dishonored, even though, and doom isn't even really Bethesda because they just happen to acquire, uh, it software. Yeah. That's the only reason why doom is even a part of Bethesda. You don't like, uh, you don't like Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein as well. There you go. Okay, I was I was All gonna right. say that's. I, yeah. I, I yeah, thought yeah. the two. I thought the two that you were gonna mention were Wolfenstein and Doom, just because yeah. of how See, similar. Like, that, that's it, another it, one that like I'm bummed out. Like I don't, you know, I don't want to have to get an Xbox to play those games. You know, like those games were already, you know, multi-platform games, and now you're making them exclusive. Uh, well, I I wouldn't worry about that too much because both uh, I believe um, both Todd Howard. And people from id Software have kind of come out and stated that um, for uh, like PlayStation owners and basically anybody outside of owning anything uh, Xbox related, that to not worry that it wouldn't make sense for them financially to only release on Xbox. So there is still the uh, a good chance that it'll probably switch maybe to like a timed exclusive more than anything. Mm-hmm. And then it'll eventually release on other platforms. Yeah. Um, Which I, I don't know, like it doesn't feel like a little like nonsensical to you though, you know, that you would buy a studio only to have them still make games for your competitors. I, my, my guess is that uh, the only thing I can think of is, is if Bethesda kind of made it a, a stipulation to Microsoft that, Hey, you can purchase us, but you know, we still want to have, uh, the capability of releasing on other platforms because lucratively it just it makes more you know you you know they'll make more money at least Bethesda themselves will make mm-hmm. more money if they're able to release a game on multiple fla- platforms instead of just on an Xbox and PC and then that's it you know yeah so, which will obviously be money for Microsoft as well and so you know the one good thing is that we'll still get Death Loop on the PS5 but obviously yeah. it's a it'll be a time exclusive now it'll be on the Xbox at some point 
Right. Maybe like so, nine, nine months, it'll be out on Game Pass. What happened? Yeah, you were you were breaking up a lot. I don't know. It just oh, it skipped I, I, a lot on you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I was like, uh, like, wait, what happened? Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, like we'll, we'll have to see uh, what happens there. But you know, like I'm I'm very excited for for PS5. You know, like like you said, you know, like you're waiting to play the, um um your games on there. Like uh, I'm gonna wait for Miles Morales because that's the game that I really want to experience in next gen. Mostly mm-hmm. because like I want to experience those quick load times, which are basically they're saying are non-existent. Essentially, it takes it takes. Uh, I think IGN had a video, and so did uh, digital. I think Digital Foundry, which if if people don't know who who they are, if you want to get really nerdy with consoles and how games perform on specific consoles with frame rates and resolutions and it they they crunch numbers galore uh look look at digital foundry on on youtube they're pretty amazing um but they both had a video basically giving you a time code of how fast spider-man would load from selecting the tile on the ps5 um you know user interface on the home screen to it actually launching into the the main screen of the game where you select your 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 game save it was eight seconds. It was eight, eight seconds. When in comparison, they did a well. They did a comparison of the of Miles Morales running on a PS4, even a PS4 Pro, and I think it was in like the mid 30s just to get to the main menu. And then I believe um, from from launching the game to actually going into the game itself, not just the main menu. I think it was in like I think it, it was even before 20 seconds. It was already into the game itself. Mm-hmm. which I is crazy and, yeah. and like um, and the, what i was gonna say is that what's crazy is that um, i don't know if you remember alexis but the the fast travel on on spider-man the regular spider-man game on ps4 pro when you would fast travel it was actually not that long it would take you know when you fast travel from one side of the city to the other yeah it would do the whole cutscene of him getting on the subway and yeah, whatever right. and all that mm-hmm. right but it still took maybe maybe 15 20 seconds which is not that long yeah. fast travel uh, yeah I, I didn't feel like it, it was that bad yeah but not, i can only imagine i think they don't even have from what i understand is um if they do have the animation where of like you know, Miles Morales getting on the subway. Um, it's literally a blink of an eye, but I think it, it loads so fast. I don't even think it has the animation of that when you fast yeah. travel in the game. Like one video that I saw that really showcased like how, how quick this game is going to load was um, he was doing uh, one of the side missions where you go into like a factory. So basically you go into like an, you know, something in house in the game. Right. So, you know, the environment outside, you know, isn't there. Right. When, you know, like as far as like the game mechanics work, you're inside, you know, this factory. He does a mission. It's over. Now, typically, when you were finished those missions in the original Spider-Man, you would leave the warehouse, and then I would go into a loading scene because you have, you have to load the city now to get you back out there. But in Miles Morales, he literally just zipped out and went straight out into the fucking city, and you were swinging. That's it. There was no load screen. You you literally transitioned from that warehouse back out into the open world, which is yeah. you know that right there is next gen because that is not something that that exists you know in in the in the consoles, which I, I guess are past gen now and the the last generation. Well, that's what Sony has been touting about their system is that how fast their SSD is compared to uh, it's their SSD is technically in terms of uh, gig speeds, right, is faster than what Microsoft has on their end. Microsoft's big, uh, their big selling point for the Xbox or big like bragging rights is how powerful the system is, because I think it's at what is it? Twelve teraflops something like that uh then, let me see i have it here uh it is yeah 12 teraflops which i yeah. don't know what the fuck that means i, I i've never bothered learning it you know <laughs> like every people were like you know 
Describe well, it. Look, I'm like, I don't care. Look up an Xbox One, Alexis, like an Xbox One S and see how many teraflops it has. And then you can get an idea of how much, um, you know, how much more powerful their new system is. But because um, the, the PS5 has, I think the, it, the Jeep, um, it clocks out at like it's 10. Not, yeah, 10.28. 10. That's what it yeah, does. Right. But so you look at it on the surface and you're like, oh, technically, yes, the PS5 is not as powerful as the Xbox Series X. But what Sony has been touting is how fast their SSD is and how fast it reads. So that's why, you know, they see it as like, you know, yes, our console is not as tech. Yes, it is not as powerful as the Xbox. But um, when it comes to loading assets and loading games, you know, we'll still play games at 4K, 60, possibly, you know, just like Microsoft will. But we have the advantage of loading games faster than they do. And that's why in a game like Miles Morales, which is in an open world New York City, the New York City is the exact same size as the original Spider-Man game. So it's not like they shrunk it down or anything. And that's why it, the game didn't even have to load when he left the building and he's right outside in the full city again, which is, it's crazy. But, you know, when you look at the the read speeds of that SSD, it's like six point something gigs per second, something like that, which is nuts. You know, so I, I, I've, I'm, I'm trying. Actually, let me look that up. I remember it's the SSD. The how fast it reads is pretty insane. Mm. But yeah, like I, I read that the the, the Xbox One uh, X. I sort of got man. Like the naming convention on these consoles are ridiculous. But it was six, yeah, six teraflops. So they've doubled the power. But you know, one thing that like I still find weird is that the Xbox controllers still take AA batteries. Like they, they still haven't put you know rechargeable batteries inside. It's like why. I lost my mind when it was still like that for the Xbox One. When yeah, they announced the they Xbox still, One, and it, they still, still have it that way. You still have to buy a goddamn play and charge kit. Another yeah. bullshit thing where that even on even on 360, you know, the the DualShock threes were rechargeable. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. What, you know what is what is it's it's it to be quite, I don't even know why we're asking that question, Alexis. It's just for the, it's to make more money. It's all yeah, it is. It's, just to make more it's, money. it's a cash grab. I know it's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, but well, one thing with with the PS5 that I'm also really looking forward to, and that you know now that you know people have been getting the console early for a good while now. And, you know, like all these influencers, you know, people happen in the industry, and, you know, and like they've been talking about it, like Jeff Keeley, Greg Miller, all these guys have been getting it early, and they all say you know the same thing when it comes to the PS5 is that the DualSense controller is really like you know a true revolution in control design you know with the haptic feedback um you know with, with the triggers respond to whatever you're doing in the game they give you some kind of resistance and things like that which is you know it's really hard to i guess like explain uh, um, unless you know even i you know have a hard time really understanding it because I, I haven't held it i haven't played it you know like you, you see what they say they explain it you know but you know it's still like i guess like you won't really know what you're getting with it until you're actually holding it in your hand and feeling that feedback from the controller it's basically the um the big thing with the the dual sense is uh, the idea of it almost as if it, it has rumble motors everywhere, not just like where your palms rest. Cause that's basically where the rumble motors are in the dual shock four. Um, it's literally right where your palms are. Um, and in this controller, it's since they're, they're using these haptic feedback engines all over the controller, even into uh, near where the triggers are. Um, they, there's so many different possibilities that developers can use this controller to create unique things with the controller and I can see what they mean about it being pretty revolutionary just because like that is, you know, the controller is the one tactile uh, thing you use to connect you to the game itself. Right. Mm. There's really nothing else in terms of physically connecting you to the game besides 
playing on the controller. I mean, yeah, obviously you you see the game with your eyes, right? And you hear it with your ears, but and you smell it with your nose. And you smell it with your nose and you taste it with your mouth. Oh yeah. But yeah, but um the controller is really how you feel the game and controllers have been necessarily the same since like the PS2 era. You know, yeah, we had mm-hmm. um and, or even you would even say the the N64 with the whole rumble pack and all that jazz, but you know, leading into this console, they've been relatively the same until it seems like the the DualSense really has changed it up. You know, we thought that the DualShock Four was going to be a little bit different with the whole trackpad on the front, and yeah, yeah some games used it or whatever. It was just yeah. a giant button, a basically. giant button. That's yeah. all it became. Yeah, but this DualSense is, it seems like it's the real deal, and a lot of a lot of retailers and and review outlets um, have stated that. It was it was what surprised them the most, and what they enjoyed probably the most from the PlayStation was just how awesome it felt to use that controller with, um, and and how many places you know praised a game like Astro's Playroom, which is a, literally a free game that they give you with the system, but essentially it's like according to a lot of outlets, it's it's basically the closest thing we'll ever get to a Super Mario game on the PlayStation, the way it plays, and <laughs> and you get it for free, and the reason Sony had that game made and installed for free on the console was literally to, it's just like a tech demo for the dual sets, but it's still a great game, which, which is awesome because Hey, it's another free game. That's awesome. Yeah. And so, it's supposed to be an easy platinum. So for anyone that had, you know, like I've never gotten a single platinum before. So like, that'll probably be my first one. Well, there you go. But um, yeah, it's, uh, I could see why they're, they, you know, um, are giving the controller so much praise. Obviously I haven't used it yet, but just based on their reasoning for it, it doesn't make sense. It's it's just it's so it's so different in terms of the features that it has compared to what Microsoft's doing, which is if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I mean, you look at the the Xbox Series X controller and you put it next to an Xbox One controller, it's it's the same controller. It's, it's the same exact thing. It's the same form factor. The only thing they changed was they added a uh, a share D- button. And, yeah, and then the D pad is a little D-pad is a little yeah. different. Yeah, but, but other than that, they kept it the same. Which you know, hey, which is, it works for them. It's a yeah. nice controller. No, I, I, I won't fault them for it. I will fault them for still giving us you know double A batteries. Like what the fuck is that? You know, it's like everything. Everything in the world nowadays is just rechargeable by itself. It doesn't need a battery. You they know, went. They went through the effort, Alexis, of putting a USB C port on the fucking controller. Yeah, it's got a USB C port. Yeah, but they couldn't give us a rechargeable <laughs> battery in the goddamn. It's absolutely insane. It's like why. Yeah. You're already doing this. Just like put the rechargeable pack inside of it already. But it's a cash grab. Like you said, it's absolutely a cash grab. Yeah. So we'll have to see. You know, like one one bad thing about the dual sense that they're saying also is that the battery life is lackluster. Um, which you know, maybe that was Microsoft's reasoning for it, you know. But honestly, battery life on a remote, okay. For me personally, I'm not gonna care because like, I don't have the time to game for five hours straight anymore anyway. I've never, I've never gamed enough where my battery was like, "Hey, you need to recharge me, please." Um, so yeah, the only time after me is if I forget to charge it when I'm done playing, and then you know, if I play again later, then it's just like, "Oh, you didn't charge me, so my battery's low." Other than that, you know, to be honest, for me, it's a force of habit where I almost, it's very rare for me to actually turn off my system to either go to bed or stop playing and not plug the controller in somewhere to charge it. I always plug it in to get for it to get charged. Yeah. So like I, I got my charging bay like right next to my console, basically. So yeah. I'm done. I put it to charge. Done. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very rare that I'll game for, I think what what's the life, what's the battery uh, expectancy on it? It's like, what is it like seven hours? Something like that. 
I think like that five, five or seven hours, which is nuts. Like, yeah, which is like, that's perfectly fine for me. You know, like if you're a pro gamer, okay, fine. Sure. You know, but yeah. if you're a pro gamer, you own more than one controller. So maybe when I was, maybe when I was like 15, I could game for seven hours and be fine. Yeah, oh my God. No, I can't do yeah. that. You know, mostly because again, I don't have the time and two I, physically, I, I don't want to sit down for seven hours. No. Exhausting for my back. <laughs> like, it's like, I don't, it's, I don't yeah. do that crap. You, it, what's, uh, I don't know if this happens to you, Alexis, but you get to, you know, when you get to like, let's say like hour two of playing something, you start thinking about, should I be doing something more productive right now? <laughs> Absolutely, man. Or you look at like your, you, you know, your wife is, is, is like doing things around the house, like cleaning or putting the dishes away. And then oh, you're, no, you're, that, that never happens. What are you talking about? Oh, well, at least for me, when, when when I'm hearing like the clinging of dishes and the cabinets opening and closing while I'm sitting in the living room playing a video game by like hour one, hour one and a half, I'm like, hmm, I probably should go help her because if not, I'm probably going to pay for it once I shut the system off. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that, that, that much is, is for certain, no, no matter what you do. Yeah. But yeah, no, yeah, ex- exactly. It's, it's like for you know, for us, the older generation of gamers, you know, like it, it's not really a deal breaker for us. If, if uh, you know, that the, the remote doesn't have like 10 hours of battery life, it's like, we don't care. No, you know, I, it's, it, it all falls on, you know, we've both said it, that it's very rare that both of us will play that length of time for it to run out of battery. And then you also, majority of people have two controllers. I know I'm going to buy a second controller just, just because, you know, it's always nice to have another one. And, yeah, as yeah. a backup, or if if there's a game that has a a two player feature, you have obviously another controller that can be used. Well, I'm probably, I think I'm gonna wait till they make a different color. I don't know if I want two white controllers, but uh, yeah, like I'm I'm not getting two anytime soon. Like um, yeah, like I'll probably wait. I'm I'm sure they'll come out with different colors. You know, kind of kind of like. Well, actually, no. Uh, didn't they say that the bottom part of the controller is removable, like kind of like the faceplate of the console? I have no idea. I want to say I read that somewhere where like a, a part of the controller is removable and you can actually swap it out for a different plate, but, but we'll have to see, but the console itself, we know the, the face, the face plates are removable. And there's yeah, a company like that you told me, yeah, there was a company that you told me about that they were making custom face plates for the console. And then Sony found out and they and got basically, basically, yeah, this is, yeah. And they made the company essentially completely change themselves. So instead of selling face plates, they're selling wraps now for the console. Because I get, I guess Sony wants a complete monopoly over the faceplate that they're going to make. Yeah, because I my my guess is that Sony wants to be the first ones out there making money on them, which is mm-hmm. what you just said. So um, it was just a really funny story because when I sent you the article about like, hey, there's this company um, called Plate Station, which is a really first first Sony made them change their name. If you read the article, they made them change their name because they were like, it's too similar to PlayStation. So you need Jesus to change Christ. it. So then they, they changed it. To, I forgot what they changed it to. And then I think within the same week, they were basically like, actually, you know what? You need to stop making the these faceplates for this console right now. Um, you're only allowed to make skins. Um, you need to stop making these and you need to refund all the orders that have really have originally been uh, been made. Um to the customers that made them. So yeah, the company basically had to completely change their business and then also refund all the orders that have been put in, which it seemed like it was a pretty decent amount because I would read uh, articles 
you know, saying or naming this company and basically saying like, hey, there's this company now that's making these faceplates for your PlayStation. Um, and, you know, they make a black one. So if you want to make it look like a PS3 or a PS4, you can get a black one. And you would read the comments. And a lot of people were actually buying them. A lot of people were like, yeah, you know, like 40 bucks, whatever. You know, yeah, it may seem like a lot of money for two pieces of plastic, but I want it, you know, it's if, if it's so easy for them to be removable, I would rather just get you know, new faceplates instead of just getting like a skin or something. And a lot of people were buying them. So it's crazy that Sony initially made them change their name and then basically be like, all right, now you need to stop making them and refund all the orders that have already been made. And it's, which is, you know, it's unfortunate, but it's, yeah. it's a typical Sony, you know, um, yeah. that's, that's like Nintendo would do as well, you know? Exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it, you can't put it past Nintendo, you know, and, and it's, and it's funny because, you know, like we're talking about the next gen console and things like that. So, um, Nintendo is just chilling making buku bucks like off the switch like they, they don't give a fuck about next gen be like we're fine don't be dude don't be the switch is going to be around for at least another i mean this might be a hot take but at least another four or five years yeah honestly like i feel like they're going to stay with this model for the foreseeable future like i don't you know they're i think they're going to do what apple does with the iphone they're going to stick with the exact same format and Just you know every couple of years there's going to come out yeah upgrade it you know fat make it faster lighter bigger screen uh make it you know um uh, get better but yeah 1080p and things like that you know um better wi-fi you know they're going to upgrade every couple of years but they're going to keep it the way it is you know mm-hmm. uh, obviously you know better controllers with no more drift um so you know, th- bluetooth things like that to the fucking system how does the system not have bluetooth with the yeah fuck? yeah i have to buy a, a stupid 40 dollar adapter in order to connect any form of bluetooth headset on it like seriously yeah all right yeah obviously yeah th- there are things to fix but yeah that you know they're gonna they're not gonna like they found you know like their their console like they're set they're fine oh yeah, yeah i mean know, it, and and the 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 games that they make you know do you really need to play mario you know at you know 4k television at you know 120 frames no you can no. Mario running at 720p and at 30 frames on a little handheld, if it looks amazing on a little handheld that you could play with on you know on the go and not even have to play it at home, play it on a you know on a plane or or or, or a train or a boat or whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, that's all you need. So Nintendo knows that, and that's why there are no rush to make a super powerful next you know next gen version of the Switch, you know, or call it Switched, you know, or whatever, and make it uh, something that runs at you know, uh, yeah, 4K gaming or whatever. They don't need it. They don't need it. No, no, of course not. Yeah, because like you said, like none of the games are graphical powerhouses. No. You know, uh, you know, they're art, you know, they're artistic masterpieces because, you know, they, they just look beautiful and obviously they always play well. And that's mm-hmm. always been, you know, that's been their bread and butter. It's just the quality of their games always. So yeah. Yeah, they're going to be just fine. They're going to let Sony and, you know, um, Xbox duke it out. You know, like basically, you know, basically, like they're the humans in a Godzilla movie. They're just gonna watch the monsters fight. They're gonna be chilling, like in, in their ship, like you know, freaking thousands of miles away, just watching them go at it. All they need is, to be quite honest, most people think that you need uh, a 4K television or just 4K in general to run anything in HDR, and you don't need that. You can actually have HDR on, on lower resolution, and that's all they really need. Which basically would make all their games that are so colorful even more vibrant. You know, they don't need the the powerhouse of of high resolution. They just, you know, they they just need the technology to 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 work on their on their lower end system, and it does. And you know, people go crazy. I mean, I have a switch for a reason. I, you know, and you have a switch for a reason as well. It's yeah, like I I love my switch. It's great. Yeah. So, in comparison to Microsoft and Sony, yeah, Nintendo is 
they're perfectly fine. They're riding yeah. that high wave of of the of of they're basically like where they were at when the Wii was out, where they were like, yeah, whatever. You know, our mm-hmm. system is nowhere near as powerful as this PS3 and Xbox 360, but it sells way more than they do. So yeah, like they, they carved out their corner of the market, and like they're not letting that go. Like they're going to be just fine. You know, like you know, like they're in way better shape now than they were during the Wii U era. You know, so like oh, yeah. like I said, the Switch is their console. They're, they're just going to ride that wave, and they'll be just fine. I'm not worried about them at all. But uh, yeah, so Xbox is out. It's 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 begun. Next gen is officially here. You know, we got PS5 coming out on Thursday. Hopefully, I will finally you know get my my console, so you know I, I can join in on the fun. But uh, we'll see how it goes. You know, congrats, Carlos, on getting uh, your console. You know, like uh, definitely, I, I will call you on Thursday so we can talk about it. And let me know your impressions. Well, hopefully, I get it because uh, I'm a little bit worried. Um, at least through the Target app, uh, mm. it it has it slated as. Uh, delivered wednesday of like next week which i don't think is right because if you go to the ps5 reddit they have an actual there's a reddit like a mega thread that's going on right now that um basically everybody's you know ranting and raving about oh you know have have the walmart people gotten their tracking numbers have the best buy people gotten their tracking numbers because we all forget that you know with these consoles releasing during a pandemic you know 85 percent of them are being shipped and then the rest are being purchased in store on launch day. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people on that Reddit make a thread that are basically asking each other like, Hey, um, you know, for all the target peeps out there, like, have you gotten any update on your, you know, your, your system on mm-hmm. your order, whether it's going to arrive to you on, on release day, or is it going to r- arrive on Friday? Is it going to r- r- arrive on Saturday or Monday or Tuesday? And that's kind of what I've been keeping track of just because, as of right now, my order is slated to be uh, delivered that day. Um, I'm being optimistic about it, and I think that's probably going to change uh, probably by tomorrow because my guess is these systems are probably getting ready to be shipped today, especially yeah. if they do some sort of two-day shipping. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, hopefully on Thursday, like you said, you you would. You know, you give me a call, and I'll actually I'll have the system. I'm sure you'll know from me first when i get oh, it yeah, for you yeah yeah, you, yeah. You know. and actually like another factor that you know like i don't know if you thought about the new iphone comes out on a friday as well so that's something else that is out there being shipped around all over the yeah. place yeah you know, some you know so even more things for these you know postal workers and ups guys have fedex guys to worry about so yeah. you know well we'll see what happens you know like for for the most part that i've seen online a lot of folks that uh pre-order their xboxes on time got it today mm-hmm. um you know at varying times obviously but you know a lot of people got it today I think um, the only the only outlet that was that gave people issues was Amazon because Amazon was emailing people and letting them know like, hey, there is a possibility that the Xbox that that you ordered will get you'll get it before December thirty first, which is like, mm-hmm. holy shit! Like I have to wait almost till the end of the year to get I, my system. I, I saw that. Yeah, like I'd be pissed if I have to wait like over you know almost two months for a console that I bought on time. So yeah, about to see what happens there. Yeah. But we'll see how it goes. But all right, uh, Carlos, I want to thank you for uh, joining me this week. It's good to be back. Uh, we are going to do our Star Wars episode very soon. So that'll be coming out. So tune in for that, people. Uh, so, Carlos, where can everybody find you at? So my Instagram is Brisano underscore media underscore. It's just my personal Instagram account where I just post pictures and stuff and uh, kind of like let you know, get, give you an insight into my my current COVID life, which is basically everybody's everybody's life, which is everyone's life. Yep staying at home or if you go out to eat anywhere it's outside <laughs> <laughs> yeah right yeah we, we went to Chili's yesterday and uh i, I, for, I forgot why i don't go to Chili's because the food was fucking terrible <laughs> it's, 
Uh, yeah, I haven't had I haven't had good chili food in in years. Oof. Yeah, basically ever. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, you guys can find me on my Instagram. It is at Alexis underscore says underscore. I am also on um, Twitter. It is at Alexis Javier eighty eight. Uh, that one basically has been nothing but memes m- making fun of Trump for the last week, <laughs> and then uh, pretty pretty soon there'll be a lot more. Actually, it's been a lot of Tua stuff too. Because yeah, Tua awesome. baby, yeah. hell yeah, Tua man, hell yeah, Tua time is finally here. So, Let's not get yeah. too excited. It's only two games. <laughs> yeah, that's fine, man. That's fine. You know, like I, I liked what I saw. You know, but that was two games against two quality teams. True. And, you know, and we, we hung on pretty well. And we're playing the Chargers next, who have been really good at losing. <laughs> so what, we'll see how it happens there. Let's and keep then the streak going for them. Let's yeah, keep the streak going for absolutely. them. Absolutely. And then we're playing the Jets again, which that's that's a wash right there. And then we're playing the Bengals. You know, who you know, even though Joe Burrow's been playing well, his team is not good. So you know, that's you know, who knows? We could be we could be eight and three. We'll see what happens there. You know, wishful Maybe. thinking. Maybe. Hey, it, it's all there. And then, you know, we got basketball coming back December 22nd. That's been confirmed. So, you know, definitely looking forward to that, too. We're getting basketball already. Jesus Christ. It literally I descended. I, 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 feel, I feel bad for the No, 73 days. They're getting 73 days off the Heat and the Lakers. Wow. And, and like everybody else that they didn't make the, the bubble, 280 something days. Well, your starting lineups are the people that didn't make the bubble for the first like week or two. <laughs> oh yeah, starting- yeah. You're going to see a whole lot of uh, Gabe Vincent, um, Silva. You're going to see a whole lot of that for the starting starting Ooh. lineup. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be a lot of like no names. So we'll have to see how it goes. Yeah. But all right, guys. Um, yeah, go ahead and hit us up on our social media. Let us know what you thought of today's uh, episode. Are you guys getting the next gen consoles as well? Are you uh, a hopeful like me? Hopefully, you know we can score on Thursday. Or did you get an Xbox? You know, whatever. Talk to us. Let us know what's going on. All right, guys. Until next time, take care of each other and peace out.